Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome in to Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Keith Carter, Ole Miss Athletics Director. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. I write the Ole Miss Spirit, OldMissSpirit.com, and fit them on three. Keith, my friend, how are you? It's been a while. I'm good, Ben. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. What's on your agenda today on this January 24th, this Tuesday? You know, uh, well, first of all, it's hard to believe that it's January 24th. Uh, January is flying by, but you know, the spring, the spring is here. All the spring sports are cranking up and obviously first day of class yesterday. So we're busy and, uh, you know, getting ready for, uh, for some of these spring sports, but it's been good and back in the saddle here in, in 2023. Administratively, what does the start of a new semester typically bring challenge wise? Well, you know, I think probably now the biggest challenge is, you know, with the portal, you've got all these mid-year you know, student athletes that are coming in and they're coming in from different places, obviously, and, you know, making sure you got transcripts and getting them enrolled by the right time and in class and, and all those things It's a little different than it used to be. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's just fun, you know, when, when the, when the students come back from the break and, you know, it's such a long break, you know, we, we basically, you know, lose some of these kids December 10th and you don't see them again until, you know, mid January. So, um, but it's been good to have everybody back. Obviously, you know, the basketball teams have been here, but, uh, you know, getting our spring student athletes back and, and getting ready to roll has been, has been really good. You know, the drop dead deadline for early entrance or new entrance, excuse me, to the NCAA transfer portal was January 16th, 18th, whatever it was that Wednesday for y'all. When are y'all done with it? When do y'all not have to worry about it again? Is it like February one, what's the drop dead date for new kids to get in school and become a part of the program? Well, you know, obviously the, the date to enter the portal is, I think, the 18th. But, you know, once they get in, then, you know, you're still constantly recruiting. Obviously, we have a signing day coming up the first Wednesday in, in February for high school kids and, and all that. So, still a lot of recruiting. The coach is out on the road doing all those things. But, uh, yeah, you know, the key is you got to get, get them enrolled, you know, in class. And don't know the exact date, but I think it's later this week is kind of, the you know, the last day to get enrolled in class and, and make sure that you're there. You, there's a, a few little loopholes you can use if you get a professor excuse or you know, get their permission to, to enter late or, or those type of things and, and we have to do that from time to time but really this is the week you know especially with the transfer guys you want to make sure you get them in and get them enrolled and uh and make sure that they're here and, and, and in class and all that because you know really what what triggers transfer status is, is getting them enrolled in your institution you know they don't really sign a new national letter of intent uh, they do sign some sec financial paperwork but that really doesn't bind them uh, you know, they have to enroll in your institution. So it's all, you know, it always feels better when they get here, get enrolled, go to class, and, and you know, you've got them here and, and have them as student athletes. You're the athletics director. You have everything on your plate. But is NIL dominating your plate right now? I think you're going to D.C. soon, right? 
Yeah, we're actually going up tomorrow. Um, we're going to you know, do, uh, do a few visits up there and then do an event tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to meet with a couple senators up there and, and talk about, you know, where we are with, with NIL and, and those type of things. So it'll be good. But, yeah, it's, you know, we spend a lot of time on it. And, um, you know, it's one of those deals where it is kind of quickly risen to the top of our attention and, um, you know, something that we deal with, you know, almost every day. And so, you know, the collective's done a great job. I think our team here in athletics and over in the foundation has done a, a nice job of working with the collective and, and it's been good, you know, so we'll continue to, to push forward and, and be proactive and aggressive and uh, do all the things we can in that space, but, you know, making sure that we're doing it the right way and, and being compliant and, and making sure we're following state law and, and all those things. But it will be interesting to see, you know, tomorrow kind of what, uh, what the conversations are in, in DC and uh, you know, maybe where it's heading from that perspective. But uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you deal with the information that you have and it almost changes in real time. It seems like every day there's something else that, that pops up and uh, we continue to, 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 you know, work through that, but it's been, uh, it's been fun. It's, you know, tell everybody it's kind of a, a fun puzzle to solve and a, and a big challenge, but uh, you know, I think we've got a great team here that's working on it. So what do we know about NIL and what it is in the landscape, like two plus years doing this thing? and maybe where it needs to be improved and all that kind of stuff. Just what's your general assessment now that you've been deep off in it for well over two years? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, there's been some some good things and there's been some bad things, you know, and I think, you know, for me, the, the, the probably the biggest thing is some of the unintended consequences that come along with, you know, some of the, the things that were with the collective and, and, you know, where NIL has kind of taken a little bit of a turn that, you know, maybe all of us didn't, you know, quite anticipate. You know, NIL, as I said before, you know, to me is a really, really good thing. I think our student athletes deserve the opportunity to, to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. But, uh, you know, it, we, we got we to gotta rein it in a little bit. And I think, you know, most people would say that in our industry. And, you know, whether that's NCAA, you know, putting their foot on base and, and doing something or whether it comes from Congress, you know, more from a legal perspective, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. But, you know, I don't think, you know, where we are now is I don't think this is where we're going to be forever. I do think that there's going to be some guidelines and some guardrails and some things that at some point will you know, kind of put us all on the same playing field. But uh, we're certainly not there today. And, and that's why we got to make sure that we're uh, creative and proactive in the space. Well, it is the spring and basketball struggling. You didn't roll over Kermit last year. Kind of where's that right now for you and your assessment of his program? It's been a tough year. Um, you know, got off to a really good start and, um, and then, you know, dropped some games that, uh, you know, we sure hope we could have won and, you know, off to a, uh, you know, like I said, a tough start here in the SEC. So, uh, you know, pulling for the guys, obviously a big game tonight and, um, you know, hopefully we can get that win, but yeah, you know, monitoring the program and, and, you know, talking with Kermit about, you know, where we should be and, and those type of things. But, um, you know, I think he would be the first one to tell you that we're certainly not where he wants to be. And so we'll, uh, we'll continue to evaluate and, and, uh, you know, push for the, the guys to finish strong. Philosophically, in terms of evaluations of coaches or just programs in general, do you even think about making moves in season? Or do you always try to let stuff play out? Uh, I think my general philosophy is I always want to let things play out. And, you know, especially if, uh, you know, you don't have a, a disciplinary issue or, you know, some, some reason why you're forced to make a change, you know, something like that. But, uh, you know, certainly Kermit has, has uh, earned the right to, to finish out this season and try to turn things around. And, and I think, you know, he's working extremely hard to do that. The staff is working hard. The guys are playing hard. You know, they're in every game. And, you know, we're just not quite able to finish some of these games. But, uh, you know, they're still, you know, doing a lot of the things that he wants them to do. And, and you know, we'll continue to, to watch that. But, uh, you know, to me, you know, I, I just – I don't really have a, 
you know, I'm sure there are some, uh, you know, circumstances where you would need to make a change midseason uh, in a sport or whatever. But, you know, I just – my general philosophy is, you know, the, the coach and, and the team deserves a chance to turn it around and, and we'll certainly, uh, you know, give Coach Davis and, and his team that opportunity. But, uh, you know, we hope that uh, we can get started tonight. Well, Kermit, storyline aside here, basketball, that's your sport, man. So, like, what's the fix? Because the pavilion's beautiful and everything, but – getting fans engaged like you got with football and the championship, obviously with baseball and stuff like that, and 10,000 in the stadium for Swayze Field, making that program have the same, even in the ballpark, excitement level, right, for both of those sports. What's the fix? It's not just a head coach and maybe personnel issue. I mean, those are obvious issues potentially. But, like, what else can be done for Ole Miss basketball to get the kind of engagement that you get for your two most popular sports? Yeah, and, you know, I think this goes – this goes way back, you know, even, even when I got here as a, as a student in, you know, the mid nineties, you know, basketball has always kind of been that sport at Ole Miss that is kind of in between football. And, you know, back then it was between football and spring football was the old joke, but you know, now it's between football and, and baseball. And, you know, we got to, we got to find a way to, you know, get people excited about basketball. It's a, you know, a great sport. It's fun. It's, you know, it's obviously a, like you said, a great building, great atmosphere there and, and all those things. So, I think you make a great point. I mean, it's certainly not just about a coach or, or personnel. It's, it's it's a holistic conversation of, you know, how do we make basketball important here at Ole Miss? And, you know, I give Kermit a lot of credit. I mean, he's, he's done a great job of promoting his program. And, uh, you know, his time here, he's done a, a really nice job in the community and, and all the things. Coach O has done the same thing on the women's side. Um, but, you know, you got to win. You know, at the end of the day, winning, winning, uh, you know, makes people happy and, and will bring in crowds. And, you know, I think for the men's team this year, it's just we've had some unfortunate losses and, uh, you know, some some games, again, that we've played really hard, done some really, really good things and just can't quite finish down the stretch. So, you know, hopefully we can we can find a winning streak here as we as we finish out the season and, and get some people, you know, excited to, to finish out the season. Your national champions are back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball. Show your support for both Ole Miss baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday, allocated into your blue priority point total, and are up to 90% tax deductible. So sign up today by visiting givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's Ole Miss Baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, 662-915-7159. And Ole Miss fans, Morgan Wallen is bringing his One Night at a Time tour to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and April 23rd. Tickets for both nights are still available and start at just $78. To purchase, visit morganwallen.com. That's morganwallen.com. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends.
Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give them a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. Well, I haven't talked to you since, man, November. I guess it's got to be November. Even before that, potentially. We text a little bit, but I mean, you've been a busy man for months, dude. And uh, back then, you know, with the way the football season ended, losing five of the last six, the Lane stuff about coaching rumors and stuff like that. What were the conversations that you had with Lane just about the direction of the program, where it needs to go now that he's been signed to an extension, gotten a raise? Like, what did you kind of impress upon him about what needs to get better, improve, or whatever it might be in those conversations, considering how it all went at the end of the year? Yeah, you know, I think anytime, you know, you have a coach that's, uh, you know, a public, a public guy and has won a bunch of games and, and all those things and is having some success, you're going to have, you know, people coming in and, and taking a look. And, you know, I've, I've mentioned it in a couple of other interviews, you know, college football used to be where you, you would, a coach would get fired at the end of the season. And then the, the 10 days or two weeks, you know, that, that silly season would start and all the rumors would, would crop up. But, you know, now you're seeing a lot of institutions, you know, letting their coaches go mid season. And so those conversations are, are happening a lot earlier. So, you know, a lot of this stuff that happened at the end of our season was pretty, you know, kind of unavoidable. Uh, you know, Coach Kiffin has done a great job here. And, uh, you know, when that happens, you know, people are going to come and take a look. So, you know, some of that stuff was just you know, by nature. And, and, you know, we worked through the negotiation. I think Coach Kiffin was very, very upfront with me that, you know, throughout the whole process and we were having great dialogue. And, you know, ultimately Coach Kiffin stayed at Ole Miss. He wanted to be here. And that's really exciting. You know, that's something that in the past is has not happened. You know, we've had coaches leave us for, for other places. And, uh, you know, this time our coach chose to stay and, and, and be a rebel. And so that's, you know, in my opinion, that's, that's a really cool thing. And so, you know, we've had some conversations after the, the season about how we can continue to grow. I mean, you think about it, we're only going to be in year four with, with Coach Kiffin and, and all the success that we've had is, has been really good. But, uh, you know, when you start, when you look back over the history of programs, you know, they, they really only hit their stride you know, after a coach has been there four or five, six years, those type of things. So uh, I think we've got a lot of growing to do. I think coach would agree with that. And, 
you know, obviously we've seen him out on the road and the staff, you know, doing some really cool things and recruiting and the transfer portal and, and those type of things here over the past few weeks. So um, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited to get to spring practice and, you know, see, see how everything looks and, uh, and get into next year. But, uh, you know, really exciting that, that coach is in and, and, and locked in with us and, and chose to be a rebel. That's a, that's a cool thing. It's probably a little too inside baseball, but it's interesting to me. So I'm going to ask it anyway. So, you know, a lot of ADs, I've seen, I've been doing this for so long now, they're, they're really active in trying to like help or like co-captain or pilot the direction of a program with their football coach. It feels like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like uh, having covered you for a while now that like you, you give your coaches, especially Lane, some freedom to really run their program and you evaluate after you see the result, right? So for you, what do you try to do as far as encouraging or maybe there's some things that you feel like areas that you need to improve or they need to improve, but don't like meddle too much. You know what I mean? Like don't say, hey, you got to go change a defensive coordinator or something like that. Like how, do that, how does that work? How does that dynamic work with Lane? Because that's something that's pretty unique to Ole Miss. Yeah, and, and I, I think you hit it on the head. I, I feel like I'm that way with all of our coaches. You know, I, I want to make sure that they know I'm here to support. I want them to know that they have the resources to be successful and, and all those things, and we're going to work behind the scenes to, to do all that. Um, but ultimately, you know, you hire a head coach to do a job, and you hire a head coach that, that you know, has a certain – uh, style or scheme or, you know, the, the, the way they like to do things. And certainly, you know, I'm, that's not my expertise. I'm not, uh, you know, going to sit in the football room and, and tell them what plays to run or what coaches to hire or, or those type of things. Um, but I just wanted to know that I'm here to, to support it. And there are times where you have to go in and ask some questions and say, hey, you know, what's going on here? Or maybe should we do this? And, um, and, I, and I certainly do that, you know, and, and try to do that, you know, with all of our coaches or through our sport administrators with, with, with some of our other sports. And, uh, you know, that's always, you know, the way we're going to run things here. But, you know, I, I do think that, you know, in your higher profile sports, you do have to have, you know, constant dialogue. You got to make sure that everybody's on the same page and, and pulling the rope the same direction. And I, I certainly think that we are. Uh, but, you know, after every season, we're going to go in and evaluate, you know, how the things we did well, the things we didn't do well, uh, you know, how we can get better, how we can, you know, continue to grow as a program. And, and we certainly have done that, you know, post, you know, season and, uh, we'll continue to do that throughout the spring as we go through spring ball and all the way up to next season. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm never going to micromanage. Um, you know, I want to make sure that I give coaches every opportunity to, to succeed and, uh, and make sure that I put them in a, a really good position. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's their job to go out there and, and, and put a team on the field and, and, and build a program. There's no doubt about that. When Lane was talking to other schools or whatever, and there looked like a time where it could be done, he could be leaving for another school. How does an athlete, as you as an athletics director, or maybe when you're considering other sports and a potential change that might happen, how do you go about maintaining a list? How do you like kind of gauge interest? And what was that interest like maybe potentially when you talk about Ole Miss out there with, with potential coaches? Doesn't matter what sport. Yeah, well, I think, you know, you've got you to kind of keep your list, you know, in the good times and the bad times. You know, and I think that that's something that as an AD, you know, you get judged on a lot of things. But you know, one of the main things is, you know, the coaches that you hire and, and how successful they are. And so, uh, you know, while you, you certainly are always supporting the coaches that you have and, and, you know, making sure that they, again, have the resources they need and, and giving them everything they need, um, you know, for whatever reason, a coach could change. They may leave. They, we may ask them to leave. You know, you never know. So you want to make sure that you're continuing to, to you know, have the list and build contacts. Uh, you know, we have a, a relationship with a, a search firm that we kind of have on retainer uh, that helps us, you know, with a lot of different searches, not only coaches, but, you know, executive level searches here in the athletic department, uh, you know, those type of things. So, 
uh, we're, we're kind of in the middle of that all the time. And like I said, uh, you know, even during the good times, you know, while things are going well, uh, if things go really well, a coach may leave and you may need to make a change, you know, bring in a new coach. So uh, I think that's always really, really important to, to make sure you're ready. Uh, you know, if something like that were to happen and, uh, and know, you know, what talent's out there and, and who might be interested. Has the reception as far as whenever Ole Miss is mentioned to prospective coaches, no matter sport, uh, when you are doing that kind of legwork in case something happens, has the reception been different than years past? Well, I think our brand is really strong right now. Um, you know, and I think, you know, certainly, you know, we're stronger in certain programs than others. And, you know, we have had a couple of really good back-to-back overall years. You know, all of our programs doing really well. But, you know, it, it depends on which program you're talking about, you know, what, what kind of interest you're getting. But I would say overall, again, our brand is really strong. I think that as we go out and, and look in the market and, you know, get feedback and who would be interested and, this, you know, this and that, I think a lot of people feel like Ole Miss is a, a program that's, you know, on the up and up. And, uh, so has a, a really high ceiling. So I think that right now, uh, you know, nationally in our industry, um, you know, people look at, at Ole Miss as a place they can go and succeed. And uh, I think we have a lot of success, you know, not only with coaches, but uh, with administrators and, and those type of things that want to come here and, and be successful at Ole Miss. So how are we uh, financially overall, overall health after the 2010s and the mess that that was? I know you've been trying to get out of it for a while. How are we doing now? You know, we're doing okay. Uh, we got a little work to do here over the next couple of fiscal years, you know, coming out of, uh, out of COVID and, and obviously our individual situation coming out of the NCAA sanctions and, and all of that, which, you know, we had some financial issues during that. Uh, but I think as we get into, you know, the next couple of fiscal years, we, we'll, we'll kind of work through those challenges. And, you know, our goal is by the 25-26 fiscal year uh, to be in really good shape. You know, we got some more ESPN revenue coming in. We've got revenues that are you know, growing, you know, here locally with ticket sales and donations and our athletics foundations doing a fantastic job with our campaign. So uh, we feel good about it, but uh, not, not out of the woods yet. And uh, we'll continue to work with our, our CFO and, uh, and, and make sure that, you know, we put Ole Miss Athletics in the best financial position that we can. If I throw you a party in 2025, 2024, whatever, 26, whatever it has to be, the day that, you know, finally you can breathe and be relieved after all the financial stuff, uh, will you be there? If I send you an invite, would you just come and hang out? Yeah, yeah, okay, absolutely. Good. I mean, it, I'm I'm all about a party, okay, you know, good. when we can when we can afford everything. So that's good. <laughs> that's a good thing. I like make you a cake. Say, hey Keith, you can breathe. Congratulations. Yeah. So, how's that's the Manning right. Center? Is the Manning Center and everything? All the projects are they on on schedule, if you will? Yeah, the Manning Center is is going great. Um, you know, if you go over there, you know, the, the north end of the building, uh, which they started first, is looking really good. They got the glass up on the new weight room and. They've actually started demolition over on the west side of that building uh, where the locker room is, training room, all of that. So right on track to be in there, you know, hopefully by around August 1st of this year, uh, which will be really cool. And then obviously we've got softball, soccer, uh, golf, and baseball, which are the other four projects uh, in, the, in the Champions Now campaign. All of those are right on track from a fundraising perspective, from a, you know, approvals through IHL and getting contractors and architects, all that stuff. So um, we're, we're excited about it. You know, it's been good. And, you know, we obviously put the, uh, the, the West side of the stadium on, on pause for a little while. So we'll come back and revisit that at some point. But, uh, you know, the five projects that we currently have in the, in the champions now campaign, uh, are, are tracking along very nicely. Well, as far as football in that stadium, this is what I'll let you go on. When do you like really reassess that? Is that just kind of something that, Oh, maybe, maybe another day. 
Yeah, I don't think it's an immediate priority. I mean, I think it's we certainly want to get finished with all of the current projects in the campaign, which is probably you know another two to three years before those will be finished. And so I think that's probably when you you look at the west side again, or you know what the stadium could 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 need. You know, maybe it's a different look. You know, maybe we decide to do something different in the stadium at, at that point. But uh, I think that one's probably going to be on the shelf. You know, at least for another you know two or three years, and and we'll reassess you know when we think it's appropriate. You know what we could do, Keith as like the uh, party for whenever all the debt is gone in 2025, 2026, uh, we could blow up the tad pad finally. You want to do that? You know, part of me does, but part of me, you know, there's, I'm sentimental. I've got, I've got a lot of sentimental value over there. A lot of, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And, you do. Um, so it'll be, it'll be sad when it, when it's finally gone, but, but certainly, uh, you know, not our, not our, our prettiest building on campus. There's, yeah. there's no question about that, but uh you know, it, it'll be a little bittersweet, no doubt, when, when that building finally comes down. Tad Smith parking lot will look beautiful there. Look great. Yeah, new parking, new green space, new whatever. I mean, and obviously, space. you know, you, you, you look at our campus and, uh, you know, we're running out of space and, and more students, which is great. Uh, Chancellor Boyce and, and his team have done a fantastic job of, of growing enrollment and, and all that. But, uh, you know, we're running out of buildings. We're running out of you know, spaces to park cars and, and all that. Those are great problems to have. But I have a feeling that the uh, the space where Tad Smith is is going to be a big part of a future planning for that. He's Keith Carter, Ole Miss Athletics Director. You're the man. Thank you so much, man. Good talking to you. Yep. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.